Hi, my name is Sherry Doherty, and I'm a 54-year-old lady in red, in act two of my career and living my best life. My perspective on life and behaviors have been governed by who I was as a child, who I became, and who I am still striving to be. People my age are beautiful, bold, confident, and full of wisdom. And truly, the encore of the story of your life is still when the best songs are yet to be sung. My mission in this podcast is to shine the spotlight on people like me, have real conversations about reinvention stories, and inspire you to continue to follow your dreams regardless of your age. I'm doing it for Daisy. Who are you doing it for? Good day, and welcome to today's episode of the Encore Podcast. Today, we have a special guest with us who is actually our producer and editor. I am proud to introduce you to Kieran Doherty, who is the talent and the magic behind the scenes. Kieran, welcome to the show today. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast. Well, you do produce it, so you get to tell me who and when. That happens on a regular basis. <laughs> Absolutely. At any rate, we thought it would be really interesting to talk with Kieran because he brings also a completely different perspective, but he has had the opportunity to listen very closely to all of the interviews to date because he is the producer and the editor. So he edits out all our ums and ahs and giggles and flaws when someone comes to the door in the middle of recording. And he definitely is the talent that makes all this happen. He is also my son who is in his third year of film school at Queen's University here in Kingston, Ontario. So I am very proud of that factor. And he is very talented. However, given he is 23 in university and now listening to 30 plus episodes of people over the age of 50 tell their stories, I was curious to know what has been memorable for him, what insights he has drawn from it, and just general thoughts on whether or not it has changed your perspective at all. Hearing all these stories for people over the age of 50 still doing crazy amazing things and just kind of just have a general conversation and see where it goes. So are you up for that, Kieran? That sounds fantastic. Great. Let's jump right in. Perfect. What has been your favorite episode so far? I really like the one with Thomas, part one and part two. Obviously, like Thomas is a close personal family friend, and I definitely think that he has so much character and everything that he talked about in his stories. And the one crazy part about all of it is none of those stories are the exact same. Like, he's lived. I don't know how old he is now, mid-40s, but he has lived 10 lifetimes in those 40 years of, you know, him being around. So definitely really cool to hear him kind of talk about that because as you can hear in the story, he's been through a lot and to have heard those stories before and him also be so emotional about hearing those things. Like when he was telling them to me and anybody else that we were talking to over the last six or seven years that we've known him and Megan, it was not as nearly impactful as it was when, you know, he was saying it to you on the podcast. And I found that really interesting because I think when you're thinking about all of it and actually reflecting on your entire time as a person and going, this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and the dominoes just kept falling and like really putting it together, it's a lot maybe more emotional or impactful than just like telling a one-off story every couple weeks to someone that you're seeing about your life. Yeah, we see funny Saturday Night Thomas telling us his tales of his story. I do agree with you that I really enjoyed and appreciate interviewing him because he was so heartfelt and he was so reflective of his own story and emotional. We were both very emotional through it, but I really love that he shared so authentically and transparently. 
what I know is that's not even all his stories. Yeah, I was going to say there were a couple other stories as well, too, that, you know, it's very funny to hear him talk about all that stuff. I mean, he's been through so much, so. Yeah, that is so true. He also had a moment of truth during the podcast. Very cool moment. It was really meaningful to me to watch him kind of process the story and then come to the realization. He was talking about the fact that he hadn't realized till that moment that he lived to past the age his father lived to. You got to come home now. Right. You got to come to the nursing home. You got to come to the nursing home. That's where dad looks How us in the face. Dad... 47 my father passed so young 40 right now holy shit right i'm 47 did you just realize that right now oh okay so and the whole right now on so your show i just had a huge eye now, opener you have lived longer than your father yeah so with all the things wow share like we just hit something here we did yeah yeah my dad was at my age right now when he passed holy shit um you can take a moment on the show that's pretty good no, kudos to my dad. He mm -hmm. fucking lived large. Didn't matter. You know what? It's funny. Even though when he got sick, even though everything that happened to him, he kept his humor. That's good. My dad was hilarious because my dad, is a, he couldn't keep lift his head up. So, like, he would always be sitting in his chair and all he could see. He knew my mom by her shoes. So, she would come in and he'd go, you again, eh? <laughs> so, with all this going on, I have to bring up my dad's humor because that's what's going to make it right right now. Yeah, kudos yeah. to Bruce, my yeah. dad. Anyways, May he rest in peace. 47, he passed away. And me and my brother say goodbye to my father and my poor mother. Like, I mean, he's done so many things. And to see him kind of really, like, come to form now in terms of doing all the hair and makeup and wardrobe stuff for, like, all the movies that are shooting in Kingston and all the opportunities he's getting now, which is, like, literally his dream to yeah. be a part of that. And I unfortunately didn't get to come to the movie premiere that you guys went to because I wasn't here, but I would have loved to have been there just to see him, like, point, like, oh, I did that person's hair and I did that person's hair. Like, it just – it feels so energetic and, and so cool. So I really well, liked – Imagine the first time you see your name beside producer credits yeah. scrolling on a big screen. Yeah. I promise you I will be there for that moment as I well. I appreciate that. That would absolutely be the plan in the next couple of years, but we'll see where it goes. Um, and then as well, too, I would say for the listeners, for the you know hour-long podcast that you heard of Thomas and uh, Sherry talking, there's probably another 20 minutes of crying in there that I completely edited out. Yes, like there was. It was a lot longer than uh, the actual episode made the final cut, so... That was pretty cool to see how impactful it was. But that was actually probably one of my favorite things that I've ever edited. I enjoy, like, I didn't want it to end. I enjoyed it so much hearing you and Thomas really reflect on his life and wow. talk about all the different things. I was like, I don't end this episode. Like, keep going, keep going. Tell more, tell more. Well, I'll probably have him back because it is Thomas and there will be more stories. Yeah. And I do plan to have him in our lives for a very long time. Yeah. So, you know, maybe again in a couple of years. I want to actually hear the story of their wedding when that happens. I would love to hear that too. We'll I think be that'd be so cool. something special around that for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I really love him and Megan. Obviously, you know, they're like a yin and yang and they're just perfect for each other. And I wouldn't want to hang out with anybody else on a Saturday night at our kitchen table other than, you know, them and you guys. Right. <laughs> and the rest of the crew. Yeah, the exactly. Crew. Yeah. <laughs> okay, who else stands out for you? I would say another person that stuck out for me were your episodes with Sarah Marie so far. I think there have been three of them thus yep. far. And I really like the idea. I don't know who came up with it. I can't remember. I would like to say that I took credit for it, but I don't think I did. I think... It might have been you or Smad. It was me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I said, hey, I think people would like to hear this because you hear a lot people saying the Gen X's or the Millennials yeah. and we share a brain, but we also have very different opinions on things. So I thought it would be interesting content. I'm pretty sure it was me and then she's always up for it. Yeah. 
I think that, I mean, the first one was our most played episode for reference. Like people right. loved it and you guys definitely talked about something that is very much a touchy subject in any generation you're in, which is money. And yeah. it was just a really interesting conversation about her talking about the way she personally perceives money, which might be different than like a lot of other people in her generation, but also like she kind of represents the generational change compared to, and it, it's very clear that there's a huge difference in how you look at money compared to how she does, you know, Absolutely, 25 yes. to 30 years apart. It's, wait, when did you have her? You were 24, 23? I was 27 when I had Smite. I had oh, dad right. was 23. Yes. Because he's younger than you. So moment of truth, he had you for a year now at your age. Can you imagine having a one-year-old? No, <laughs> not at all. I couldn't. I also can't picture you with a one-year-old when, right now. When I think about what I've been doing over the last year and hanging out with my friends, I couldn't imagine me being like, yeah, no, I also have a baby as well, too. Oh, uh, he had a wife, a house, and a baby. Yeah, I don't have any of those. And, um, yep, and you don't want them. No, not, not definitely not right now, that's for sure. Yeah, I think about that sometimes and just go, how on earth did anybody give him access to a home and a baby, and like, I mean, absolutely, he, he did it, and, like, he he's here now, but, like, thinking about that now in my generation of 23 to 24-year-olds, I'm just thinking, like, oh, my God. Right. Like, that's crazy. It's also funny for me, again, perspective, but you seem so young, not you, but people at 23, 24 seem so young, and I look back and think, we were 23, 24, we were we had a baby, we had a house, we had careers. And I look at you guys now and think, just enjoy being that young. So maybe I started earlier than I should have on things. It seemed yeah. right at the time, and maybe it was just the time. Well, it's funny that you say that, because I remember, this is like an oddly specific memory, but I remember being maybe eight or nine years old at one of our babysitter's houses, Erica, and there was a girl that helped look after everybody that was like very young and she was 15. And I remember being like eight years old being like, oh my God, 15. Like that's like, she's a full grown adult. <laughs> Not even when I was 15, I still felt like I was six years old. Like that's, it's <laughs> well, so funny. Well, just for the record, in my brain, I'm still 35. Yeah. And my body reminds me sometimes I'm not, but in my brain that I'm still 35. So we all feel however young we feel in our minds. Yeah, it's just a funny idea about how people feel so old when you're so young. And then when you get to that age, you're like, oh, there were just kids. Right. Well, I remember being very young, probably in high school, thinking the big mature adult people in university. Yeah. And now I think about the 21-year-olds <laughs> and 22-year-olds I know in university and think, oh boy, they're... Still very young as well. <laughs> yes, I couldn't agree more. That's so when really funny. we, just changing gears a little bit, when we started this podcast, and I, I think we actually came up with it together, but when we started brainstorming on this, is it what you expected? Are you hearing different kinds of stories? Are you surprised by the things that people are doing and some of their backstories, or is it what you expected? It's definitely what I expected in terms of content and people talking, and I think the people you've had on thus far have all been very interesting in terms of them analyzing what they've been through in their lives and reflecting on whatever that, you know, change moment was that was pivotal for them in their careers or maybe their personal lives. But I think the thing that's interesting about all of it and like the way I'm trying to look at it is all of these people didn't think that they would be in the situation that they would be in when they were much younger. Right. And they had something go on in their lives that made them think, oh, maybe I do need to change the person I am or the situation I am in right now. And I try and look at that, especially like looking at all the interviews that you've done thus far and all the ones you plan on doing are all kind of the same theme of like, 
you don't have to have everything figured out at 25 years old. Right. But that's a good takeaway for you guys, for sure. Yeah. And so the way I try and see it now is, I mean, I'm, I'm 24, I'll be 25 at the end of this year. And I think about all the things that I want to do in my life. And some people didn't have their big break until they were 40 or 50 or 60. I mean, the amount that we worked on a project last year where we talked about in detail about how like J.K. Rowling didn't get her first Harry Potter book and published until she was in her late 30s, I think, or something like that. Like there's a full list online that's like meant to be a motivational thing saying like you're not lost in life. You're just early in the process. I've seen it for sure. Yeah, 100%. Like she's just one example. I think Oprah as well too is on that list. There's one Um, tale about when Oprah was fired. Yeah, exactly. In her 20s or something and then she became Oprah. Yeah, same thing with like, I don't know if this is true, but I have heard it online that like Michael Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team one of my i'll share one of our favorite silly moments is the adam sandler bit he does on saturday night live where he sings i got fired yeah i love that if anybody has the time maybe we can use it as the trailer actually it is you know i got fired and then i got rehired and look at me now and all the things that adam sandler did and then back hosting SNL multiple yeah. times. It, it literally makes me laugh every single time. I love the final lyric in that, which is like him quickly going, and then I made $4 billion at the box office, so I guess you could say I won. Literally yeah, love so good. that piece because it's so true. You actually often have to be pruned before you bloom again. Yeah, I know I've said that a lot, and I know it's a little bit cheesy, but I truly, truly believe it. It's true, though. Obviously, it's happened to me, and it happened to a lot of people that have been on the podcast and all the people we have coming up. I think it's uh, definitely interesting. I love that piece. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that like a lot of people now, one of my closest friends and a lot of the guys that I know that I go to school with, they're graduating and, you know, a lot of them are starting their new lives and it's very sad. Like we all had a a wild last night. We all sat in our living room before we moved out of the house that uh, we lived in and just like listened to Mumford and Sons and just kind of cried together until like 4 a.m. It was actually really sad. It was a very, very bittersweet moment because we had such an incredible year, but it was finally ending and it's not going to be the same anymore. But a lot of the people that I know that are graduating wherever they go to school or, you know, starting the next part of their lives think that that's the person that they're going to be and like that it'll make them happy. But maybe they don't even know that 10 to 15 or 20 years from now, they're going to be in a completely different situation. And the best version of themselves is nothing what they can imagine as it is right now. Absolutely. It's interesting because like Smad and I talked about on her podcast, we, my generation and myself, you know, got on a path and figured I would just use that path for the next 30 years and make a life for myself and my family. And she talked a lot about if I'm not happy, I'm just going to try something different and reinvent myself. And I know that you have tons of (laughs) things that you want to do. And if you don't mind me sharing, I've heard you say everything from you want to be a writer to a film producer. You had your own acting stint. And then sometimes you say you want to be a pilot and there's a lot of things and you have a lot of life in you, but I bet that you will do many of them and there'll be many versions of Kieran Doherty in the future. There absolutely will be, yeah. I think that's really cool and I hope that, you know, by listening to this, you know, you're inspired to know that, you know, I can do something for 10 years and then I can change it and even if I find myself 40, 50, 60, I could still change it and start again and still be happy and thriving and successful. Yeah, I think that you guys should actually talk about, this is just another idea for a millennial mindset episode about 
the way people identify with like what their careers are and how that kind of reflects into who they are because I know for the longest time you were corporate insurance lady. Oh yeah. And when Sarah Marie was a cheerleader from... and I was a motocross racer and when you're not those things anymore, what kind of person are you? Yeah, I had the biggest identity crisis when I wasn't Sherry from Assurant. Yeah. And that just rolled off my tongue. So then when you didn't say I'm Sherry from Assurant, you're like, hey, I'm Sherry. You're not from anywhere now? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I actually was uncomfortable and made a joke about it. So when I was at charity events or somewhere you had to introduce yourself, I would make a joke self-deprecating and say, my name is Sherry and I'm currently untethered Yeah. because I thought that was clever and witty and interesting because I also didn't want to say, hi, my name is Sherry and I'm currently lost. Well, that's the thing is I'm imagining with this episode, you guys could talk a lot about how like back when you guys were growing up, like you just got a job and that was kind of your identity for you yeah. know 40 years. And now that a lot of people have like multiple jobs which one is your true identity and you know it's kind of like a giant amalgamation of all the different things that you are but like that definitely wasn't a thing 50 60 years ago when you know before you were born and stuff like that it was just very much like no I work at this factory and that's who I am it's interesting absolutely so again switching gears you are my partner as we have shared with everybody on the book that we're writing yes and you know all about the book and you know know every word in that book (laughs) You know who Daisy is, and and you know why we're doing this. You actually also had the blessing of meeting Daisy, which you probably don't remember because you were a baby. Yeah. However, I think that's beautiful, and you can think about her spirit and think about who that woman was. That's great. And I'm curious, though, given that you know that I'm doing all this for Daisy, what does future Kieran look like? Oh, man. In what time frame, if you were to ask? Like, Ten well, years when from you're now? 50. Yeah. What do you imagine? Maybe oh, we'll put man. this in a time capsule. Oh, man, when I'm 50. That's a really good question. I have not thought that far ahead. <laughs> a lot of people ask me, like, uh, a couple of other people are like, what are you doing next week? And I go, I haven't even thought about tonight, like, right. what I'm doing yet. I'm not, I'm just trying to get to the end of every day right now in terms of the work that I'm doing, which is great. Obviously, I'm wrapped up in a bunch of different things. But I ideally, when I'm 50, would like to have shot this TV show that I want to shoot. And I would, you know, in a perfect world, be 10 seasons into it by that point. Oh, yeah. Like, I plan on literally starting the minute I graduate. Well, I read your first episode Mm -hmm. and lived part of the story because it's a little bit about your life and some of your experiences. Like the tiniest bit, but yeah. it just made me cry. Yeah. And yeah, I am probably biased, but it's really good. (laughs) There are people that I've told it about, too, that like I I was at a dinner in New York City last June and I told it to a a lady that I was sitting beside and she started crying. She goes, I don't even know you and I'm really sad right Right. now. So um, I think it'll resonate with a lot of people. TV producer, movie producer, writer, whatever you want to be. Yeah, I've written 10 episodes of this show so far right now. And like the one that like really like I'm pretty unemotional to the first nine episodes just because I've read through them so much. But the final episode is like really the one that like hits me in the core, which I don't even know if you know about like in full detail yet. It's really sad. Okay. But like in the best way possible. Like when it eventually comes out, maybe I'll use this for promo for it in, you know, a few years. It like hits me to the core every time where I'm like, this is just like such a nice, and it has nothing to do with me at all. Like it's it's not um, anything that like I'm writing about like a personal story. It's just a sad story that I wrote that everybody loves that I've told it to. So. Yeah, I'm curious, but I would like to have done that. I would like to maybe live in a different province. I mean, I've either lived in Ontario, Georgia, Arkansas, or England for my entire life. And so I would maybe like to check out Halifax and like live there, maybe Alberta as well too, or towards BC and just kind of see what else Canada has to offer. I've friends all over the world now, so I'm very grateful for that. And maybe I'll go move in with some of those people and, you know, 
make a completely new life for myself somewhere else. But as far as right now, as you know, in the last couple of weeks, I've been very happy and uh, I'm very happy with the situation that I'm in right now, hanging out with you guys. And well, um, yeah. I think my biggest piece of advice is enjoy being 24. Yeah. <laughs> because it goes in once the it's over, of an it's eye, over. And you wake up one day and realize you're over 50. Yeah. And recording a podcast with your 24 year old son. Yeah. Not sure how that happens. That'll be a full circle <laughs> moment as well, too, if I'm yeah. doing this when I'm 50. Yeah, absolutely. I truly appreciate that. Well, thank you for chatting with me today. I am excited to share with our listeners the talent behind the scenes. Karen is one of my greatest cheerleaders and my inspiration. You and your sister and your dad, obviously, are the reason I do everything that I do. You do keep me accountable. So sometimes when we're a little off schedule or I need a nudge or we need to promote this, you are always right there. And I'm always saying, yep, I'm on it. And you're right there saying when do it because we got to do this with consistency uh, because we have big dreams and you got to lay the groundwork to get to those big dreams so thank you got to get it while it's going you know yeah absolutely thank you very much for having me on i appreciate that and everyone have a great day 